so another Friday is upon us. Killing everyone out there was a... Those who win all six games will receive a handsome cash prize. It's the Cooper and Anthony Show. This girl has got the wrong name on Twitter. She signed up 10 years ago on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And her name is Squid Gaming. Oh, my God. So she's a gamer. So she likes to post things and post herself playing games and all that. But right. now that she's got Squid Gaming at Squid Gaming on Twitter, people are roasting her. And she's like, I've had this for 10 years. Right. They're roasting her like, oh, what a poser. Like a squid game is big. Suddenly you're squid gaming as right. if she just did it now. Yeah. Okay. Well, fuck them. And she has uh, presenting opportunities, you know, with clients and things like that. She's lost two of them so far. So she lost two clients because her name is Squid Gaming and people are dragging her through the mud. But why would she lose clients over it? She didn't do anything. Because people are dragging her and they're just going right after her because they think she's stealing the name. She's like, no, they stole it from me. So now she's going to be forced to change her name on Twitter because of this movie now that's on Netflix or series or whatever it is. Right. This is so stupid because it's okay. It's not like she said something terrible about a protected class of people or she did something that was like she Karen'd anybody. She didn't do anything offensive. You know, she's a gamer, so she's a cool chick in the right community. So the fact that I don't I don't get I don't get this cancellation of her like. So what Twitter banned her at first when somebody what? Wo- yeah, when somebody woke up over there and went, oh, she's got squid game. We need to ban her. So first and then. She got banned. She gets abuse from everybody, and now she's losing work. So she says, I might have to change my handle. Right. But she's got 10,000 followers, and she's going to lose all the followers the minute she changes her name. What did she get banned over? Yeah, I don't why know. They, I, why would they ban her? Some, there's more to this story that that you're that I'm, I'm missing here. There's something else going on here. Goes, Look no like way. I might have to change my handle after all. I've lost two amazing opportunities because people don't want to hire me with my, quote, squid game handle. This is really getting me down now. I, I, I'm at a loss for words here because here's why. Her squid game handle shouldn't change who she is and what she does. So people aren't hiring her because of what her handle is. They're hiring her because of who she is and what she brings to the table. That hasn't changed. She's got 47,000 followers. So she's going to lose all of them because of her name, even though she's had it forever. Yeah, I don't know if you lose your followers if you have to change your name. I think they let you keep your followers and just change your handle. I think. No, because you can change your name anytime you want to. But the at Squid Gaming, you can't yeah. change because that's your, that's your everything. And right. she, on Instagram, she's Squid Game. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So and Twitch, she's Twitch TV backslash Squid Game. Oh my God! But she was here first. Yeah. I don't get that. No. 
I know. I mean, I feel like if she's losing money over this, this feels like a lawsuit to me. Seems like she can sue Netflix for coming out with a movie because they saw it on her handle. Well, good luck suing Netflix. You know, I don't know who she would sue. I I guess I'm saying sounds like a lawsuit, but then who does she sue? Twitter? For what? Or Instagram or wherever she got banned. Right. Um, Have you finished Squid Game? Yeah. Are you kidding? I watched it in like a day. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I'm taking my time with it, and it's Mm -hmm. really... I don't know. It's the strangest thing I've ever really watched on TV. Well, what's interesting about it is so the dude who made it had approached a lot of different channels. He wrote it in like 2007. And in 2009, he was out there trying to sell it. And I think, you know, he went to Netflix. He went here. He went there. Nobody wanted it. I don't know what happened that he was able to try again and sell it again. I think he made some changes or whatever. It's it's a phenomenon. It's huge. I mean, it was everyone's Halloween costume and there's mm-hmm. articles written about it and think pieces and all this stuff. Um, the only thing about it is I love the storyline. I love the characters. That lead character is fascinating as an actor. And I know a lot of these actors. I watch a lot of, oddly enough, I watch a lot of um, Korean films. So I know some of the actors who are in it, not personally, but I've seen them before. So I, I understand their importance in the world of cinema and film and it's exciting to see them in this show and on a small screen and then the young girl in it is a like a famous model Hmm. you know and she's a really good actress like who knew so it's kind of fun seeing her after like watching all these campaigns that she was on and now like there she is it's you know it's kind of like watching kai gerber um so the only thing about it is there are scenes that are a little slow for me like when they decide they're going to kill off spoiler, they kill off people. Sorry, if you don't know that by now, you're bad mm-hmm. um, when they're going to kill off some people and they do it really slowly. And, you know, they're going to just it's I, I there's a couple of scenes that I just sort of fast forwarded a little bit because I was like, listen, it's the same thing. You're going to kill somebody off. You're going to do it again. This is going way too slow for my ADD brain. Mm-hmm. Just tell me who you who's left. <laughs> Who got left? Is there, because I don't even know how many episodes there are, but is there an ending to this season where there could be a season two? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, Uh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So everybody doesn't die, I guess. No. Okay. No, no. I think there's, um, there are nine episodes. Okay, so I'm yeah, on four. So I got five left. Yeah, and it, it gets better and better. Like as you get more into the characters and the storylines and whatever, and they do, you know, they're they're at the place and then they leave the gaming place. They go, it goes back and forth enough so that you really get a sense of who these people are. Um, I don't know if you're you're there yet because I forgot what episodes what, mm. but um, yeah, they leave it in a way that it can definitely be. They could definitely have season two, for sure. Okay. Yeah. And the, the overdubbing is a little off putting to me because when they overdub, the English is so perfect. Right. You know, it's just, it's a little off putting to me because so, the, the so watch, a, it, watch it in Korean with subtitles then. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I like it better in Korean with subtitles. It makes more sense. Oh, I didn't know you could do that. 
Yeah. Yeah. There, there was one uh, episode. I just wanted to see what it would be like with the overdubbing. And uh, the acting's a little weird. It's it's weird because the the people who are in it who are like acting, and then there's a voice guy being like, "What do you mean?" Mm-hmm. You're like, no, the guy's like, "What do you mean?" Oh, see, yeah. then I can actually probably get into it. Yeah, because it's 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 off putting to me. It's it's like a bad old karate movie. Right. That's what it feels like. That's why I'm saying watch it in Korean oh, and with, just okay. with subtitles. That's the better way to watch it. I'm telling you. Got it. Because they, they just yeah. hired voice people <laughs> to do right. perfect English. And it just it's weird and it doesn't go with the mouth. And I think yeah, my and- audio is off and I'm trying to fix it all the time. Right. And some of the stuff doesn't translate properly because I, I tried it. I was kind of curious. I was like, those are weird lines. So what I did was I watched it, it in English with subtitles. What they're saying and what I was reading were also two different things. Oh, that's really confusing. Right. So, yeah, no, watch it in Korean. It makes way more sense in Korean. Okay, got it. Yeah, got yeah, it. for sure. You yeah. saved me because yeah. the whole time I'm watching, I'm going, oh, yeah, people are being killed. That's that's really bad. But I really can't get into this. It's off-putting to me because that's all yeah. I think about is is the overdubbing. Right, no, and it takes you out of the storyline because you're not really focused on the storyline. You are a smelly pirate hooker. Right. I bet she smells like the floor of the kitchen in my old fraternity. It's the Cooper and Anthony Show. So you know how much I love Harry Styles. Yeah. You know, we we had him on the show. It was the most exciting day of my life. I mean, I just think he's so talented. And it's funny because even with One Direction, you know, One Direction was okay. I didn't love them. I probably wasn't. I was probably too old for One Direction. Like I wasn't 13 when they were out, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But I recognized early. I remember I said to you, I was like, Harry Styles, he's he's the Justin Timberlake. He's the breakout star. He's the one. And sure enough, the minute he came out with his first solo album we played the fuck out of it Mm -hmm. and i had like two or three songs that i love that i made you play over and over and there were some days that we just like as a surprise you remember i was like play it again and we were on the air and you played it twice in a row for me you know (laughs) i love him so much crazy (laughs) yes yeah i love him so much and i love that he's with um olivia wilde who's older i love their relationship i love harry styles wearing nail polish and dresses and skirts and dressing like you know gender nonconformist outfits. Oh, I just I love everything about him. He's amazing. Amazing. So if you didn't love him already, he did something at the Milwaukee concert. You know, he's on tour. Love on tour. He's Mm. on tour right now. Um, He did something at his Milwaukee concert that has endeared me to him for the rest of my life. A fan showed up. I have a little piece of it. A little there's several clips that people took of it. And it's just it's a lot. So I just I the fan that this happened to, I have her video, but she shows up. I got to give you a little bit of background. She's sitting in like the second row. She's Mm. right there. She got her mom a ticket at the last minute. And the mom's ticket was up in section 201, which is important to this story. Um, And the mom's like, you know, you love Harry Styles. I love Harry Styles through you. I want to go to the concert. So the mom is up there in section 201. She's down in front. And she has a sign that says, I want to come out to my mom. Can you help me? Mm-hmm. Thinking like, it's weird to bring a sign to a concert, but she did. And he sees it and acknowledges it. And here's what happened. <laughs> he, he stops the concert. 
He walks over what would you to like her. to tell your mother? Oh, that's a microphone. <laughs> you got this. <laughs> you got the microphone. You do it. Right. Uh, so he says, what would you like to tell your mother? There is a lot of people. Did you like know there's a lot of people here. <laughs> Did you think this through? Okay. Do you want to tell her or should I tell her? I can tell you. Yeah. Excuse me. Just give it for a second. So as he's running across the stage, he's like, da 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 da. She's good! <laughs> help me come out yeah so the mom is crying and she's waving and the mom is obviously very excited for her daughter and you know mothers know their kids my my suspicion is the mom had an inclination I don't want to ruin a moment (laughs) wouldn't it be nice if you were a little bit closer together So what he had done, because I saw somebody else's, I've watched all the videos on this. Um, What he had done was he said, what's your mother's name? What section is she sitting in? And and then he yelled the section. Everyone in the section stood up. He's like, okay, (laughs) everybody who's not Lisa, sit down and put your hands down. I'm trying to find the mom, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, (laughs) but everybody was like, Harry, <laughs> so once he figured out who the mom was, that's the, that's the video that you saw. He go, he goes running across the stage, dun 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 dun, and he helped her come out mm-hmm. in front of everybody. Where was that at? Milwaukee, Milwaukee. Place. She walked away through a cheap pack of cigarettes, hard liquor mixed with a bit of intellect, and all the boys they were saying they were into it. Such a pretty. I don't know why this song wasn't a bigger hit. I think I'm losing it. I think I'm losing it. The video was so good too. This is the video where if you ever seen the like the screen caps of Harry and there's like 500 puppies running after him. Yeah, that's this video. He just gets attacked by all these puppies. It's fantastic. And there's cake. And everybody's like, they have a cake fight. And then the dogs run out. And the dogs are eating the cake, too. And there's a bunch of kids. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's such a great song. Such a great song. I mean, that and Sign of the Times are the two best songs that came out of that album, I feel like. Hmm. Um, and then, of course, Watermelon Sugar was a huge hit. Watermelon Sugar was the hit that that song should have been. But it's weird. Like Watermelon Sugar, I think you and I discussed this. One of the reasons why it was already a hit and then COVID happened and nobody was listening to the radio. So right. radio put a hold on everything and just kept playing Watermelon Sugar. So the people who hadn't heard it yet got to hear it a lot. So it was number one for a much longer time than songs normally would be because the billboard chart just didn't change during the first few months of COVID. Yeah. Because nobody was listening to anything except tiger King. We were just listening to tiger King songs. (laughs) That's all we cared about. (laughs) And then once we went back to radio, we went, 
Oh, this is a good song. What is this about? <laughs> Do it again. It's the Cooper and Anthony Show. People are calling out celebrities today who don't have a single hater. Oh, that's interesting. Who could, who could, who possibly could that be? <laughs> it, well, and I, I wonder if we have an issue with any of these people. But I, I looked at the list and I went, not really. I could think of only one. The only person that I can think of that everybody loves and nobody has an issue with and has no haters is Paul Rudd. He's on the list. Of course he is. He's the only celebrity <laughs> that, that everybody loves. Like It's almost like if you don't like Paul Rudd, something's wrong with you. Cher is number 20. What? Okay, stop it right there. I follow Cher on Twitter. She is very liberal, and she tweets a lot of hate at the Republicans and at Donald Trump. She has a lot of haters. I think you're reading the wrong list. Okay, well, I have nothing to hate Cher about. Uh, Number 19, Tom Hanks. Right. Yeah. He's a very lovable character. People do love. Yeah. And, you know, remember, it was when Tom Hanks got COVID, people were like, oh, this is a thing. Yeah. And then him and his wife got it. And we were like, well, let's hope he gets better. Uh, Number 18. I agree. Jack Black. Everyone loves Jack Black. He's probably one of the top 10 happiest human beings alive. And it's funny, you know, I watched um, there's a, a big show in the UK. It's like the the David Letterman or the Jimmy Kimmel of the UK. This guy, um, Ross, uh, Jonathan Ross. Yeah, Jonathan Ross is his name. So, you know, I have BritBox and they just released all the Jonathan Ross episodes. Mm-hmm. Guess which one I watched immediately? Jack Black. The Jack Black one. I was like, Jack Black on Jonathan Ross. That has to be good. And they did a marshmallow eating contest where they were just shoving marshmallows in their mouths. And of course, Jonathan Ross was like, trying to eat it he, jack jack black was a f- i was cracking up he just took a bunch of them and just shoved them all in his mouth it was one of the funniest things i've seen him do in a long time it was great number 17 i think people could have said bad things when he was alive but now robin williams people only remember the good things number 16 and th- there's a video out yesterday about this guy and he is probably one of the nicest people keanu reeves Oh, uh, you know what? When I said Paul Rudd, I should have also said Keanu Reeves. Everybody loves Keanu. Everybody. Yes. 100%. He bought all this, the uh, stuntmen on the new uh, movie Rolex watches, all matching what? Rolex watches. Uh, and there's a video of them. They're moving equipment from one place to another in, the, in mm-hmm. one of the new movies he's in. He's carrying mm-hmm. all these things. And people were wow. like, no, 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 we'll carry it. He's like, no, nah, I got it. Leave me Let alone. Let me help, yeah. So that- I've heard stories of him on sets or uh, in places where he just like bought pizza for everybody. People like, oh, we're hungry. We, you know, Lunch was so long ago. We're running late. He's like, that's it. We're taking a break. I'm buying pizza. We're having a pizza party. All right, 15, Danny DeVito. I don't know that anyone has an opinion about him one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> but he seems like a nice guy. I mean, yeah, he, he seems like an okay guy. You can't have anything bad to say about him. Number 14, I kind of have something bad to say about him, but uh, Weird Al. People hate Weird Al. Yeah, but he's, no, he's a nice guy. But, I'm sure he's a nice guy, but no, but people think he's ridiculous. They a lot of, in fact, a lot of the parodies he did, people were upset because they felt he was making fun of the pop stars and rappers that they loved. I was a good friend with Weird Al's record company guy. 
Gary mm-hmm. Gratzer. So I had to interview Weird Al one time. So yeah. I call up Gratzer before and I said, dude, you got to give me some Al dirt. So he gave me all this Al dirt. So I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this is going to be great. So the interview starts and I go, Weird Al, he's on the air. And he goes, hey, how you doing? I was like, I just got off the phone with Gary Gratzer. Click. <laughs> what? He hung up on he you? hung up on me. Oh I'm my like, God. all right. There you go. Well, that, see, that's a jerk move. Who does that? You're doing an interview. Yeah, he just he knew that I knew things about him that he didn't want to get out. Oh, what, see, he's a jerk. We hate him now. Yeah. Number 13, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Oh, my God. Everybody loved, loved, loved him. Mm-hmm. I mean, his his death was really heartbreaking um, because he was so beloved. He was such a great actor. He was about to work on a million different things because he was so beloved in Hollywood. Yeah. Everybody wanted to work with him. So his, great, his career was about to really, actor. really blow up. Yeah. Great actor. Great guy. 12, Paul Rudd. Of course. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How can you hate Paul Rudd? Uh, number 11, Hugh Jackman. Paul Rudd, is the, Paul Rudd is the guy who never ages, by the way. Never. Yeah. And people say he's just like the people he plays in the movie. He's the same yep. guy. Uh, 11, Hugh Jackman. Oh, yes. Yeah. People do like Hugh Jackman. That's uh, Number 10, Dev Patel. Okay, I didn't know that Dev Patel was a big enough star, but I could see that people, yeah, people yeah, probably love Dev Patel. Is. Yeah, you know exactly who Dev Patel is. Um, let me think what he's been in it that you've seen. Um, you know him from, so you don't know any of the movies that he's done. I mean, he's the guy who won the Oscar for Slumdog Millionaire. Yeah, I never saw that. Um, I don't, You never saw The Last Airbender. Mm-hmm. He was in Newsroom. He was Neil in Newsroom. You didn't watch that either. No, um, nobody watched that. I know. I can't. You know what? Modern Love. You didn't watch. Yeah, you don't watch any of the stuff that I Hotel Mumbai. You wouldn't have seen. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's a really good actor. And really, he seems like a really sweet guy. Number nine. So we're in the top ten now. Number nine, Betty White. Oh, of course. Yeah. Of course. And the quote yeah. is: "One of the best things about 2020 is that we didn't lose Betty White." You know. When I was at PLJ, we interviewed Betty White. I forgot what she, she, was, she was running her uh, her dog charity. She works on dog stuff and she was doing some big event, mm. I think with Macy's or somewhere in Times Square. And she was promoting her dog, her dog charity. And I said to her, you know, all these years, she, she mentioned her husband, Alan Ludden, who died very young. And I said, you know, all those years, you never got remarried. And she said, when you're with the best, you can't have the rest. Hmm. I thought it was really sweet. Wow. Yeah, she was. She's still to this day madly in love with her husband who died when they were like, I think they were in their forties. So that was sixty years ago. Yeah. Wow. Maybe fifties. Yeah, they weren't. They weren't that old. Yeah, because she's she almost a hundred now. Right. Uh, number eight, my son will say agree a hundred percent. Tom Holland. Oh, everyone loves Tom Holland. He hasn't done anything that people hate. He's just a straight up guy. People say he's the best Spider-Man. I don't believe it, but my son Brandon thinks he is the best Spider-Man. But he's really smart because he's also dating Zendaya, who is also like completely beloved, like one of these actresses that everybody loves. She's really sweet. She's really she's always on red carpets. People just can't get enough of her. They can't stop putting her in television series like. She's also beloved. So the two of them together are almost like Rita Wilson and Tom Hanks. Mm-hmm. 
Number seven, Jim Henson. The Muppet guy? The Muppet guy. Come on. He okay. made the Muppets. He right. made the Kermit. You can't hate that guy. No, you can't hate that guy. Uh, number six, Alex Trebek. Oh, everybody loved him, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was a sad loss. Yes. Number five. So we're in the top five now. Dolly Parton. Oh, yeah. Dolly Parton is everyone. She's another one that people just everybody loves her. Every age group, every my grandmother loves her. I love her. Um, my five year old niece loves her. Like literally everybody loves her. Number four. And if you haven't seen the movie, you should. Mr. Rogers. Right. Right. Mr. Rogers seems like a guy that everybody loved. I think he's just he's a very specific uh, generation. I don't know that everyone knows who he is necessarily. Yeah. He, you got to watch the movie to find out who he who he really was. But right. I have friends who grew up in Pittsburgh mm-hmm. and they would fight for this guy. They're like, no, no, you can't say a bad word about him ever. He's just the right. greatest man ever to live. Well, Mr. Rogers, I mean, he was just pleasant and kind. And when you watch the old episodes now, you know, you could see why everybody everybody loved him. Number three, Julie Andrews. Yeah. So you're getting into people that are not really part of our pop culture anymore. And you have to explain to people who Julie Andrews is. Mm. I mean, she's she's from Sound of Music. And she's sort of iconic when it comes to Broadway. And she was a singer and a star and a, and a movie star. But um, yeah, another person. Again, you're right. Somebody who was absolutely beloved doesn't have, didn't have any scandals during her time. She hasn't had a scandal in 50 years that she's been famous. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty awesome. Maggie Smith is number two. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's from, from the da- Harry Potter series. Harry Potter series and Downton Abbey. People know her from. Okay. Yeah. So everybody loves her. Number two. Number one. Rick Moranis. What? The guy actually stopped acting to take care of his kids after his wife died. Oh, so oh my nobody God. can say. Remember when he got hit? Somebody yes. walked up to him and yes. smacked him, and the whole world was like, You can't smack Rick Moranis. What are you right. doing? The whole world went nuts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's number one on the list that nobody can find anything bad to say. Well, I didn't know that he left acting to take care of his kids after his wife died. I mean, like that, that's it. He's sainthood. Sainthood is, is that's it right there. We're feeling kind of emotional. Give us a sec, okay? Thanks, we're over it. The Cooper and Anthony Show. There's a little scandal going on on Twitter and Instagram today. I'm just going to read you the post and I want to get your reaction before I tell you what everybody else is saying. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Chris Pratt, I don't know how much you know about his uh, social life, but he was married to Anna Faris. Mm-hmm. They had a kid together. They got divorced and he started dating Catherine Schwarzenegger, who he's now married to, and they have a little girl together. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he posted this photo where he looks amazing. He's looking right at the camera, you know, great lighting, and she's looking at him. So right there, it's a little weird that they're both not looking at the camera or they're both not looking at each other. She's gazing up at him and he's looking at us. Mm -hmm. Okay, here's what he wrote. Guys, for real, look how she's looking at me. I mean, find you somebody that looks at you like that. You know, we met in church. She's given me an amazing life, a gorgeous, healthy daughter. 
She chews so loudly that sometimes I put in my earbuds to drown it out, but that's love. She helps me with everything. In return, periodically, I open a jar of pickles. That's the trade. Her heart is pure and it belongs to me. My greatest treasure right next to my Ken Griffey Jr. Upper Deck rookie card, which, if you know, you know, is saying a lot. It's her birthday in about six weeks. So if I don't get her anything, I'll tell her to look back on this post. Love you, honey. She responded and said, it's only when I'm eating cereal, but I love you. Remember, he said she chews loudly. Right. She says, it's only when I'm eating cereal. And then her mom, Maria Shriver, wrote, now post a picture of her of you looking at her. Hmm. Okay, Um, explain this to me because I saw this photo today uh and I saw people getting upset. I I don't see anything wrong with that at all. Am I weird? I think you don't think like um, most people do. Like you, you, you have a more of a, I have to say like the weird thing about you is as much as like a cynic you are, you're really not like you have kind of a kind heart and you like to see the good in things. Like you're looking at it like this was a nice tribute post, right? Sweet post. The problem is the problem is several problems here. The first thing is the post is not really about her. It's not about all the wonderful, great things that she does. It's basically saying I'm a terrible husband and she puts up with me. Um, Like a lot of people said it's sexist. It's shitty. It's gross. It's narcissistic. The photo, the language he used to talk about his wife and the unflattering behaviors he seemed to admit to. Um, Let's see. I don't really think this is a great post as you think it is. Uh, Yes. Somebody wrote, I don't think this is as great a post as you think it is with a string of red flag emojis. Um, Somebody else said this appears to be a hostage situation. Uh, Somebody else said, what in the male audacity? Here's the biggest (laughs) issue here. Here's, Here's the here's the biggest issue here. If you go back in the post and you see. She's given me an amazing life. Mm-hmm. A gorgeous, healthy daughter. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's kind of a dig because, and more than a dig, it's really insensitive. His nine year old son, Jack, has health issues and was born prematurely. And still, like, um, here, let me give you exactly. Um, Jack was born two months premature. He weighed just three pounds, 12 ounces. He spent a month in the NICU mm-hmm. and had severe brain bleeding. Mm-hmm. He went on to have hernia and eye surgeries. He also has a little bit of a heart issue, according to Anna Ferris. He still has problems with his vision and his leg muscles and all the pictures you see of them. You know, he has like one foot that's kind of turned in like he's I'm sure he's in therapy. I'm sure as he gets older, it'll be fine. But right now he has some health issues and he wears those like little kid glasses, you know. So people were like, don't you have a son, too? Okay. I want everybody who commented on that post, I want people to go to their homes and take their keyboards away. I do not. If you can't post a post like that about your wife and your daughter without getting trashed, I don't want to live in this world no more. I think you're taking the wrong. No, you're taking the wrong attitude. No, it should. No, it should be. No, people are here on social media. And it's not like one or two people. These are thousands of comments. I know, I didn't even, because you give me your keyboard. 
Ding no, dong. no, no. Uh-uh. <laughs> They're here. They're here to keep celebrities in check. Celebrities that are narcissists that don't realize that the things that they're saying are insensitive or misogynistic or it. You, he didn't tell us one thing that he does for her other than open a jar of pickles. It's all. It's a post, though. It's not like he's writing a book. He just he saw a photo of his wife looking at him and the way she looked at him was amazing. How she was. But he didn't say him. that he didn't. He didn't say it's amazing the way she looks at me. And I'm so lucky to have this beautiful woman so in love with me. And I can't do enough for her. That's yeah, not what he said. But he's not an author. He's he's he can't. It's like me. I can't be eloquent like what you just said. He just threw it out there because it was a great photo and he wanted to thank his wife. I can see exactly where this guy's coming from. And for people to, to go after, well, what about your son? I didn't write a book. I just wrote a post. I know, but, but calling, saying that she gave me a healthy child is a dig to Anna Ferris and his son, Jack, making it sound like, oh, that kid's not healthy. It's, it's really insensitive to the kid. That's the thing that bothers me the most. You know, as somebody who is from the first family and my biological father had a second family it's it's really I'm telling you, it's a really hard place to be. And, you know, immediately a dad that does not love the first family or at all. Like that's it's so clear that he has nothing to do with Anna Ferris. And when he's seen mm. with Jack, it's like, you know, photo op kind of thing. But people were upset because it sounded like he described his wife as a possession. Um, people called it casual disrespect. Somebody said, sir. Why are you proud of doing absolutely nothing for your wife and making a dig at not only your ex-wife, but also your son? Okay, maybe they should go to his house and take his keyboard away so he can't post anything ever again. Because anything that you post, even though when I read that, I went, this is 100% romantic as hell for his wife. Good for you, fist bump, uh, Star-Lord. Good job for doing that. But then I saw people getting upset about it. I'm like, what are they talking about? I'm I'm the crazy one here, I think. Her heart is pure and it belongs to me. People didn't like that line either. I know what he meant by it. He meant like what he should have said was I have her, her heart, heart. That's a great her, thing. Her heart is pure. And I'm very lucky that I'm the one that gets to have her heart. But, you know, belongs to me. And then he compares her to his Ken Griffey Jr. Upper Deck rookie card. You're right. Maybe he just is ineloquent and doesn't know how to phrase stuff. And he but like even saying it's her birthday in about six weeks. So if I don't get her anything, you just told us she's the most amazing woman and you're not planning like this big, huge party for her or you're not going to get her something. He I don't needs, know. It he just, needs a Cooper in his life where you send the tweet to Cooper before you send it out. And she says, exactly. you should have said this, this and this and this. And now right. you can send it out. What he said and what he meant could have been two different things here, but people are going to call him out on what he actually said. And I have to tell you, Anna Ferris is not my favorite. Remember, she abandoned her dog, like literally abandoned it. Somebody found it. It was emaciated and homeless. They brought it to a shelter and saved it. But then she got sued for abandoning the dog and she had to pay five thousand dollars. And he's no prize. He didn't want to. They had a cat, too. He tried to give away the cat on Twitter. Really? Yeah. I know. They're I'm not saints. T- they're actors. I mean. Right. 
they're, they're an actor with a keyboard. He, I understand we're pretty much the same guy, me and him. We're like the, we could have grown up in the same town. I understand exactly what he was saying. Yeah. And it was there was nothing malicious to that post at all. No, no, no. I'm not saying he was malicious. What I'm saying is when you're a huge narcissist and you view the whole world through what people can do for you, and then you post something like that, thinking that you're writing something lovely and amazing, but what you're just writing is just an example of your narcissism. You don't realize it. I'm not, I don't think he intentionally was like, let me fuck her up. Let me fuck this shit up. Hmm. No, I think he was writing what he, as a narcissist, he wrote what he thought was a loving, kind post, but, and, and his intention was there. But I think when you're somebody who, is so self-focused, it comes out like that post. She's a nice girl. She is a dancer by trade, but she only takes off the top part of her clothes. So uh, she is one of the classier naked ladies down there. The Cooper and Anthony Show. The Hollywood Reporter has got David Chase, and they're finally going to say, because he kind of let it slip what happened at the end of The Sopranos. Right. So he always said that the end of the Sopranos, you got it's up to you. you. He's not going to tell you whether Tony Soprano dies or not when it goes to black. But he did slip a few months back and called it his death scene. Right. So a guy finally got him on the couch and said, did you slip? Did you have another idea in mind when it came to the ending of the Sopranos? What really happened? Mm hmm. For the 2018 book, The Sopranos Sessions, which uh, guys who wrote at the time, I think, for the New Jersey Star-Ledger, which was the paper Tony always read, uh, Matt Zoller-Seitz and Alan Seppenwall, they interviewed you and asked you to talk about the June 10th, 2007 series finale with, of course, Don't Stop Believing and the famous Cut to Black and all of that. You said, quote, well, I had that death scene in mind for years before, close quote. Yeah, so that was the quote that people went, what? What? Right. And I said that. A, do you remember specifically when the ending first came to you? And B, was that a slip of the tongue? Was it? I'm asking you. No. No? Because the scene I had in my mind was not that scene. Okay. Nor did I think of cutting to black. I had a scene in which... Tony comes back from a meeting in New York in his car. You know, mm -hmm. every at the beginning of every show, he came from New York into New Jersey. Mm -hmm. And the last scene was going to be him coming from New Jersey back into New York for a meeting um, at which he was going to be killed. Whacked. And when did the alternative ending first? Do you remember when it occurred to you? Yeah. But not like it's not the kind of thing where sometimes I've I've spoken with showrunners who say I know at the beginning exactly how my show's going to end. Or by now would he be considered a showrunner or yeah he's a showrunner oh, okay or whatever. It sounds like when you were writing, you like to stay six scripts ahead of where you were in the action. Yeah, but I, I think I had I think I had this notion. I was driving on Ocean Park Boulevard mm -hmm. near the airport, and I saw a little restaurant. It was kind of like a shack that served breakfast. And for some reason, I thought, Tony should get it in a place like that. 
<laughs> um, mm. Why? I don't know. Right. That was like two years before. Mm. Uh, what did you make of the 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 reaction to the finale? Where um, you know the whole episode was great, but people sort of fixated on. Yeah, nobody said anything about the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, true. It nobody about, did. About the ending. And is that annoying? Um. I had no idea it would cause that much. I mean, I forget what was going on in Iraq or someplace, mm-hmm. and it didn't matter. Or, or London had been bombed. And right. Nobody mm-hmm. was talking about that. They were talking about The Sopranos. <laughs> and, um, no, we're talking about both. We could hold two thoughts in our head. I couldn't. I, I, it was kind of <laughs> incredible to me. <laughs> well, I, you. I had no idea it would be that much of a, an uproar. Um, it, was it annoying? What was annoying was how many people wanted to see Tony killed. That that bothered huh. me. They wanted to see it. They wanted confirmation. They wanted to know that Tony was killed. They wanted to see him go de- face down in the linguini, you know. Right. And I, in the linguini. Seven years, and I know he's a. But don't tell me you don't love him in some way. Don't tell me you're not on his side in some way. Right. Now you want to see him killed. You want justice done. You're a criminal after watching this shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's you, Anthony. It's talking to you. Yeah, so we wanted closure. And I think this was somewhat of a closure for me mm-hmm. because he's the only guy that knows. So if he dies without telling anybody, nobody will ever know. No, no, but here's the thing. I wonder, I don't know that he really knows I think I think he did that scene, leaving it open to interpretation to people going, did he get whacked? Did he not get whacked? I mean, here's the thing. Remember, Tony and we've discussed this before when Tony was in the boat with um, whoever it was. uh, What's his face? Right. What's the actor's name? The big fat guy. Yes, he's the Steve Stripper character. Yeah. And he said Bobby Bacala. Bobby Bacala. And he said something like, um, you know, when it's over, it's just blackness. Like it just goes to black Mm -hmm. or something to that effect. You know, when they when they whack you, you don't see it coming. It's just it goes. It's it's blackness. It's over. Um, And that's what we saw. So it seems pretty obvious to me that he got whacked and we're seeing it from Tony's perspective rather than from our perspective which we'd seen the whole time. We see it from, we've been watching everybody get killed. We see them get whacked. We see, we never see it from the perspective of the person getting murdered. Right. That's why it was brilliant. Right. And I think that's what we saw in that moment. Um, But that's my interpretation. I think that's why the ending was so brilliant is because it leaves it up to an interpretation. And I think more shows should do that. They should leave it to the audience to decide pivotal moments rather than spoon feed us every little thing that happens. Yeah, I I see your point because if you remember Six Feet Under, they had to close every character on how they died. What their death was, yeah. Yeah, so we knew exactly how everybody died in that show. And so that was a different closure than The Sopranos. Right. Well, yeah, but it's fitting to the show. Like, seeing how... so. If you're a Six Feet Under fan, uh, you know that in that very last scene, um, Lauren Ambrose is in the car, the redhead uh, daughter, I forget her character's name. Mm -hmm. She's in the car driving across country and she's sort of wistfully thinking about life and you go into her future 
where you're seeing how everybody in the show gets murdered, which may, or gets killed or dies or whatever, mm-hmm. which makes sense because it's six feet under. It's about death. It's about, you know, uh, family morticians. That makes sense just the way that the Sopranos ending also makes sense because Tony gave us hints and clues all along that that ending was coming. So I don't know what da- what bullshit David Chase was telling the Hollywood reporter, but I think he's right. The minute he saw that place on the side of the road, he said, this is how how and where Tony's going to die. I love that it's been 15 years and we're still talking about this scene in a TV show. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, that's that's who we are as a culture. If you think about it, I mean, Jennifer Aniston and Brad Pitt have been divorced for 15. They've been divorced longer than they were even married. Hmm. And people still talk about Angelina Jolie, Brad Pitt. And Jen Franiston, you know, we talk about the things in pop culture that intrigue us, that in, that trick our brain, that make us think. And those these are the things that made, made us think. But 15 years ago, we can still talk about it like it happened last Sunday. I know. It's pretty cool. That it bothers me that much. <laughs> that because right. I still go back and I still watch the show now. Yeah, right. That's how that's how good a show it was. Yeah. And now we have to go back because Dexter is going to start next week. Yeah, I don't have Showtime, do you? No. So, what are we going to do? Well, I'm going to have to buy Showtime. On, no, watch it on the, the free on thing. On the stick, yeah. We're on the stick, to. I have to. Yeah. I, and I have mm-hmm. to go back now and watch at least the last season. So we did. We, we went back and we watched Dexter from the beginning. And I will tell you. From the beginning? Bi- from the beginning. That's a long trip. Every bit of it holds up except for the Jimmy Smith season. The minute Jimmy Smith starts, just fast forward to the last season. Don't even bother with Jimmy Smith's. It's terrible. Still one of the greatest shows, and I can't wait to see what they do with this one. A journey back in time. The Cooper and Anthony Show. Oh, that takes me back. Hey, it's Cooper and Anthony Michaels is here, and we've just been shouting at each other this entire time. We're all just sitting here. Just say hello, Anthony. Hello. And Chad Barrowman in the corner, you say hello. Hi. Please, thank you, <laughs> Heidi, woman in the corner. Hello. I just, I just feel like you know we're we're busy shouting at each other. Let's let's just finish it up. Okay, let's just go for it, it. It started from Heidi. She got a uh, a DVR. We we finally talked her into buying a DVR. Mm-hmm. Now she loves it. Now she wants a second one. Right. And now her husband wants a PlayStation Three. Because it's such a good deal. It's a good way to get a Blu-ray. So, but he's got to beg her. To get a PlayStation 3. Why should he have to beg her to get a PlayStation 3? Because they have a relationship. Because because their money is spent by both of them. If they were both independently wealthy, if they had a lot of money, they can go buy what he wants. But it's not like that. I mean, Heidi, are you very wealthy and we don't know about this? No. Okay. So when they make purchases at their house, they have to consult each other. Because it's a luxury item in this economy. What do you, what do you not get about that? But you that? can go running around the coach store all day long looking for shoes and purses. And you don't have to ask us. Okay, you, you come home with $1,000 hey, hey, worth hey. of clothes and you can't buy a $300 okay. DVD player. First of all, no one's coming home with $1,000 worth of clothes. Nobody in this room is coming home with $1,000 worth of clothes. No, I Clothes? Are you crazy? Shoes. That's a whole different story. <laughs> No, but here's your wife. Okay, this weekend, your wife and I were emailing back and forth pictures of shoes at each other. Did she buy anything? No. Okay, what are you complaining about? 
And the poor woman was tortured by trying on fantastic shoes that she knew she couldn't purchase. You got an email from her the other day asking you if she can purchase something that didn't sound like it was all that expensive. So what are you talking about? Your wife asks you all the time if she can buy stuff. Yeah, what are you talking about? (laughs) But no, I wouldn't have said anything if she wanted to buy the shoes. If she wanted to buy those coach shoes, she could have bought them. I don't care. You only live once. Right, you don't care. You, I don't care. Uh huh. Then how come she didn't buy them? Because she, she didn't them. want to buy them. That's not true. But Chad, how long have you been asking, begging your wife to get a big screen TV? Um, well, probably close to two years at this point. But here's the thing, Chad. Why do you need a big screen TV? So you, now you sound just like her. It's not like you have no TV at your house. It's not like I mean, you've got a very nice television at your house. Yeah, but, but it's, it's not. Pliable. It's not HD. Yeah. So what? It's it's only 53 inches, and it's not an HD. But, uh, you know, for the same reason why when Sean Lee's PlayStation 2 broke, he didn't buy a PlayStation 3. And I said, go buy one. What do I care? Go buy a PlayStation 3. Make it your Christmas present, your birthday present. You know, they're not that expensive right now. You can get one. The games and all that. He said because he doesn't want to encourage himself to stay home and play PlayStation all day. Okay, riddle me this, Batman. If Chad or I, like Chad wants a big screen. Mm-hmm. I want... A Harley. Everybody knows that. So, <laughs> what kind of Harley? Uh, I, I want a uh, shadow. Yeah, no, a um, soft tail. Like no, uh, it called? Fat um, boy. No, that's some cute little name. The blackout one. Hoot the hoochie Night bird. train. Night train. Night train. Night train. That's so, it. Mm-hmm. riddle me this. Yes. If we want these things, how do we get our wives interested in us getting them? How do we talk them into it? Well, Heidi had that had a great point. Uh, she said that. Why do you let her? Ma- oh, she's on the phone. Yeah, she yeah. said that we should we should just talk about it nonstop. Not don't ask for it. Just talk about it. You know, in the and I do this too. I was like, <laughs> you know, in this latest consumer reports, here's the here's the TVs, the HD TVs they say are the best, right? Mm-hmm. So I think you Heidi had a wear great them idea. Down. That's the idea. Right? Bring just, it up just every bore day. Bore to death, right, Heidi? It works on me. I'm a wimp. Wait, so he's been just. Over and over, just saying to you over and over about the PlayStation. Oh, no, it's not the PlayStation. There's bigger things. Fish. Yeah. Yeah. No, but see, that's the thing. Once once somebody, okay, Chad, after you get a, a, an HD TV, a plasma screen, big TV. He'll be not, happy. You're not going to want anything else. You're not going to start. You not just want a, a while. car. No. Oh, you were just all about, you got to get a car, got to get a new car, got to get a new car. You finally got a new car. Now you're on the plasma screen TV. There's always going to be something else. That's, it's not like this is the one thing you've wanted since she's met you. That's this, what I said to my husband. It always is the next thing. Exactly. They're never happy. They're never satisfied. Heidi, do you know how long Sean Lee was on me about the PSP? How long? Uh, but the second it came out, PSP, 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 PSP. Finally, that Christmas, I bought him a PSP. The thing broke. He got it fixed. The thing broke. Mm. I said, "Let's. I'll buy you another one." He said, "No, PlayStation Three. But well, now PlayStation Three. But Chad's wife can go get stuff for the yard, do all this, and rooms painted, rooms painted, new. You mean floors. stuff to stuff to make your house more valuable? And, and she won't even ask Chad. She'll just go do it. Um, because she's doing things that that incre- that increase the property value of their house. But see, his big screen TV could increase the property value of their right. house. No, it can't. Yes, That's it could, because gonna... somebody oh. could walk in when they want to buy that house and see Chad's big screen TV in that room and say, wow, mine would fit in here also. Yep. I don't think that's going to happen. We're going we're gonna to offer more than they're asking. Let me tell you something. <laughs> Your house is enormous. When people walk in, they know a big plasma screen TV can mm. fit there. It's not like it's a mystery. It's they not like it's, it's not like it's more my 400-square-foot apartment. No. And then when I sell my house, they'll, they'll, they'll say, wow, look at that bike in the garage. My bike will fit in the garage, too. Kevin, what's your solution to all this? 
My solution is, first of all, Chad, Anthony, do your wives work? Mine does. Yeah, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Okay. So what you do if to in all the arguments and in what have you is take a portion of your money that you make on a weekly basis or a monthly basis, biweekly, and put back $25 a week or pay period. When you save that money up, then go buy your plasma TV. Anthony, if you took $25 out of your check, it's not going to hurt the household income. Mm-hmm. But once you saved up enough $25 a week, then go buy you a Harley. and That'll be 75 years from now, Kevin. You know what? Today's a great day to start. <laughs> <laughs> no, but Kevin, the other thing about the Harley is it's dangerous, and he's the father of two young children. Maybe his wife doesn't want him tooling around on a Harley. Hey, that, that's a whole different story there, Cooper. It's not about the money. It's, a, a, a it's about the middle-age crisis. Land on my car on the way home, too. <laughs> it's about the middle-age crisis going on over there. Not However, if he is saving, if he buys a Harley... With the way that the economy is going and gas mileage and, and what have you, bikes are get outrageous gas mileage and, and mileage on a tank of gas and what have you that mm-hmm. he wouldn't have to, to spend more money putting gas in whatever vehicle he had. I'm oh, writing so it's that an, down. It's an investment. It's a savings. Gas mileage. Thank savings. you, Savings. I see. Yeah. And, 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 I mean, it all works out, and you just have to be able to go, okay, look, this is what I want. You write that goal down and you save for it. And you take, you don't take away from the household income, but you take. You save you know, your own money. You save $25 and then guess what? You go out and buy a plasma TV. And then when she says, well, where did you go get the money for that? You say, I saved it. $25 a pay period. Mm-hmm. Not a big deal. It, it, it wasn't a loss. It wasn't, it didn't hurt the household income or anything of that sort. Right, mm. right. That's Except pretty that's, good. That's a week's pay for me. All that's right. true. Yeah, $25 Mr. a Math guy, figure out $25 every two weeks, divide it into 21000 Tell me how long that's going to take me. Uh, basically, approximately <laughs> 10 years. Mm. Yeah. 10 years. Well, that's good. Then you'll really be mid midlife crisis. <laughs> then you can get a three-wheeler Harley. <laughs> <laughs> you'll need one then. Hey, Ken. And what's wrong with getting a three-wheeler Harley? That's what I want. Really? With the little sidecar? No, a three-wheeler don't have a sidecar. you got to have a sidecar because he's got kids. I don't. Not anymore. But Anthony does. Well, yeah, well, he does. But if he gets a three-wheeler, like one can ride behind him. He's got, he's got, <laughs> his, he's got his little little dog. He's got his, <laughs> his little uh, merry dog. dog. I'm crazy, but I ain't stupid. He ain't taking that dog for a ride. Oh, he is. He's getting them the little doggles. You oh, that would be little... great. <laughs> yeah. Get him the doggles, a little helmet, put him in the... Yeah, it's actually be adorable. You guys are all looking at this the wrong way. How, well, how's that? First off, if you want it and you want it bad enough, go buy it. That's the best way to do it. That's but it? at the same time, make sure the bills are paid and everything's took care of like it's supposed to be. And then if there's money, you <laughs> Anthony, to get go. back here. <laughs> I don't blame you. The only reason I don't have a three-wheeler right now is somebody bought it out from under me two weeks ago. Mm. But that's the thing. If you, ha- if, you have, if you have excess income, if you have disposable income, I can see doing this. But who- I don't have disposable income. I'm poor. Now I'm single. So, See, now you'll but, have more money. Well, believe it or not, yeah, I will. I've already <laughs> figured it out, and yes, I am going to have more money. <laughs> see, I also figured out something else. 
if you're like me, so you know, I, you know, you know, I have a couple, two or three guns. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> but at the same time, now I know that if I want to buy a new one, mm-hmm. you know, when, even when I was married, if I go buy it and I sneak it in at the right time and put it in the gun safe, yeah, and all of a sudden, where'd that come from? Oh, I've had that a while. Yeah, see, we can't do that with a bike and a TV, though. Yeah, and can we? Your understanding is, if he gets that bike, he's going to be single. No, I won't be single. If I just go out and buy it, yes, I will be. That's what I'm saying. If you go out, right. if you go out tomorrow and buy that bike, you'll be single the next day. She's not going to stay around for that. Spending yeah, all your money on you'll that be bike. in the garage sleeping with that bike. Exactly, especially because tax season just happened. If it's and you're the one that I got emailed, I wouldn't mind seeing that. If what? If that? If it's that bike that I got emailed from Minnesota, I wouldn't mind sleeping with that bike. It was a beautiful bike. <laughs> well, that's good because you're going to be <laughs> very come curl on up. William, what do you think about all this? I think y'all all got it wrong. My partner has got it figured out. Ooh. Every single time I spend a penny on anything, write it down. And they don't even ask me. They just sit there and put their name next to it and subtract it from mine. Well, what do, what do you mean? I don't understand. Okay, say, say I just want to go get a screwdriver for something. Okay. $4.95 that mm-hmm. gets put in the ledger. Okay. Really? Sadden up, and then when, when my partner wants something, they sit there and take their that amount, subtract that from the ledger. Oh. So if I want to save money, I have to keep my I have to keep myself from overspending. Right. Now, but William, what do you think of this? This morning on the Today Show, they just so happen to be talking about this now that I think about it. And they said that you should have one account that is just for the household expenses, and then you should each have a separate account of you're not allowed to ask what I do with it money. Oh, no. That, that right there creates distrust in a, in a relationship. I thought so, too, but that was the advice that the expert was giving. She was saying you have to have an account of I can do whatever I want to with this money. Well, I guarantee if I try to hide money, my partner's, oh, that's it right there. Yeah. The sex is gone. Right. (laughs) (laughs) You're going to pay in more ways than one. (laughs) I wonder if people do that, have a separate account that's their own, that they can do whatever they want with it. But not not a private account that you say to the other person, okay, I'm taking $1,000, here's your 1000 no questions asked what you do with that money. Well, I think there's people out there who are married and still split the mortgage. Say yeah, if the course. mortgage is, you know, $2,000, you pay $1,000, i will pay 1000 Sean Lee and I split the rent. Do you really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, when we, yeah, because, you know, we both don't have a lot of money, so who's supposed to support who here? So we just, we, we have one account for all of our bills. We both put an equal amount in every month, and then we just pay all our bills out of that account. Hmm. And then he has a separate account, and I have a separate account that we just, you know, little little free spending money. Shoe little, money. Little party money. Yeah, shoe money. Hmm. Shoe money and for him, guitar money. Guitar string money. Well, guitar string money is more like it, yeah. <laughs> Actually, lately, sock money. <laughs> He's bought some socks. It's about all he can afford. Chris, what's your solution here? Uh, my solution is kind of it's kind of a simplistic solution, but just create a, another income source. Uh, that's what I did. My wife and I would bicker of this all the time. I mean... We do combine our income, and, you know, the household bills and everything gets paid first, and then mm-hmm. the rest of it goes into, you know, retirement and everything else. Right. But she would always complain, that, you know, oh, I want to buy this, I want to buy that, and I would always tell her, why don't you just create a little business, do this, do this. And I told her this for years, and finally I said, you know what, I'm going to do it. So I did it, and I started a little business that, you know, makes an extra $500 a month, but now 
you know, she has 250 and I have 250 mm-hmm. and everybody's happy. And what you about, know, do you think that's a good idea to get a job? Do, do you think it's a good idea to get a second job just until what you want is paid off? Like Chad wants a plasma screen TV. Let's say right. he, gets a, he gets a job that's maybe two, three months where he makes, you know, enough money for the plasma screen TV and then quits. Right, exactly. That's, that's exactly it. Oh. Only mine is a more uh, permanent, you know, uh, income stream, but still it, it solves the problem. And, and to, to your point about splitting, you know, bills, if you're married, I think that the income is, you know, the household income. I, I, I think it's a, a bad idea for couples to say, well, I, this is my money, that's your money, because ultimately one person makes more than the other. Mm-hmm. And in the end, it's just going to create resentment when, hey, you've got all this money and I'm struggling to pay half the bills here. Right. At least that's the way I see it. No, but there have been months that I didn't have enough, and he was like, I got it, and months that he didn't have enough, and I was like, I got it. It's not really, I mean, it's not contentious. It's just that we just we just want to make sure, because we're the kind of people that we just, we'll just go spend money, and then be like, oh, rent, right. So we specifically well, yeah. take, take a portion of each one of our income every month just to make sure that we have money for bills and mm. health insurance well, you, and everything else. if you else. can do it that way, that's, that's great. I mean, whatever works for you, but... I've seen, you know, a couple of my friends, their marriage is ripped apart by the issue of money. And it's like, why don't you just try combining your money, you know, but mm-hmm. they, for some reason, would refuse to do it. And I, I just thought it was so silly. You know, yeah, we know we definitely could buy money, but we, we make sure we combine because we know, I mean, he and I are both the same way with money. If somebody hands us a, a if we get a hundred dollars, we spend a hundred dollars. So we have yeah. to make sure that we, you know, put the money aside for all of our bills and then, you know, and then have, have shoe money well, see, afterwards. I, I control the money in our house only because my wife is horrible with it. She's, like you said, the type that would, if she has $1,000, it's shoe money. Yeah. And, and she doesn't think anything about all oh, the mortgage, all this, or anything else. Right. And I, I control it, but I, I don't control it like a dictator. But, I, you know, if, if I didn't, nothing would get paid. And it's mm-hmm. kind of a burden, actually. I mean, I kind of hate it, but, you know, it has to be done. Right, because if, if you didn't do it, nobody would. Right, and right. then we'd be out on the street. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or you can live um, in Anthony's Harley. Right, in the garage with me. Right. <laughs> now, Anthony, if I if I get a plasma, will you buy my big screen TV? Because that'll help if I can get a couple hundred bucks for that. Yeah, no problem. Why don't yeah. you? So wait, Chad. Chad, you probably have enough interesting stuff between all the CDs and DVDs and stuff you have. Mm-hmm. Why don't you sell a bunch of stuff on eBay, including mm-hmm. your your big screen TV? And I bet you'll have enough money to buy a plasma screen. Or I could just wait for the government rebate check. Right, that's and coming. then I'm gonna give him a couple hundred bucks. Now that you're gonna give him money? Yeah, for his other TV. Oh, oh, oh so you are gonna buy his TV? For yeah, because that would that would look cool in my office. And I might even throw in. I have an extra TiVo, too. I could just throw that in. Oh, wow. Sweet. Do you have a Harley, too? A very good deal. Um, I don't. Oh, darn it. <laughs> Play, let's make a deal here. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Don. Hello. How's everybody doing this evening? Uh, we're, well, we're, it's a little contentious in the room. i got to be honest with you. Well, I'm about to throw some more in there. Okay, you know? go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to stir the bucket. <laughs> um, as far as the Harley goes, man, I've had, like, nine or ten different bikes, and I'm in the middle 40s, and Mm -hmm. I'm the type of person, when I get on my bike, I forget about my family, I forget about my job, I hit the highways and roll. Mm. And do you think that's a good thing? No, it's definitely not, because I end up selling every daggone one of them. (laughs) 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 My wife says, now when the youngest daughter turns 18, you can go ahead and get another one. Well, I got two more years left. (laughs) You're counting the days. How old are you? Oh, okay. 
Pardon? Uh, you, uh, you're counting the days. You keep going into your daughter's room and going, how old are you now? Yeah. Move out. Get out. Darn. No, I, I, can't, I keep looking at birth certificates and saying, hey, that guy's a cute guy. He likes you. <laughs> <laughs> you should no, totally no, marry no, him. No, 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 I was just kidding. But, you know, um, for some people, you know, my wife and I have always thrown our money into the same pot. Mm-hmm. And, uh, matter of fact, my wife is, can sign my name better than I can on my paycheck. <laughs> But, Forgery, you know, always, mm, that's a good idea. Mm-hmm. We've always had, you know, a good relationship with that, and there's been no problems. But it comes down to getting a bike, dude. You you got to cave your old lady in and just, <laughs> just do the sympathy thing. Say, man, I'm just, every time you see a bike, start drooling. I do. And I'd start by calling her my old lady. They really like that. <laughs> I do. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 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 to each his own. If it works for you, fine. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you, Don. No, you got to call my old lady because it's a bike term, so she'll think you're a real biker then. Right. Is that why you're going to get another tattoo? Yes, because it's going to look great when I ride my bike. (laughs) Giant Skeletor tattoo. (laughs) You always go into the Harley Davidson store for like clothes and stuff, and now the tattoo. So you're you're basically a biker without a bike. I'm there. I just don't have a bike. So you figure if you look the part, she'll give in. Right. That's what, So you're willing to to manipulate your body. I, I got the Harley-Davidson license plate and the sticker on the back of my car. I got the shirts. I got all that, but I don't have the bike yet. <laughs> I'm close. Baby steps. Do you now, take ma- her into the store and, and kind yes. of show her the cool clothes yes. for chicks? Oh, maybe that. See, Heidi, that's smart. That's the move. Mm-hmm. To get her interested to say, you know, it could be cool if we she, got a bike. The, she likes right. it. She buys that stuff. Yeah, see, she looks, you know, she's a hot chick, your wife. She'd look great in that stuff, you know, if you let her ride the bike, drive it every once in a while. Well, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Well, then forget it. <laughs> forget it. She's going to be able to drive the bike, too. Not, not you know what's going to happen? She's going to want her own. She's gonna look, she could get a Sportster, right? Yeah. That's cute. See? Get her a Sportster. Okay. You should start with that. You should get her the Sportster first. No, i got to start with one bike, not two. He has to get one for himself right. first. No, get one for her first. That's a good idea, exactly. Cooper. Yeah, you get one for her first. That way she gets See how this says, is turned around, Chad? <laughs> now it goes back to buying her something. She's not going to want to ride by herself. She'll want you to get one. Exactly. You really don't understand women. It's usually, amazing that you're married. Usually we don't get to see this in action. This <laughs> Usually we're just blindsided and... They end up with everyone. How does this work? I know. You get her the sportster. She gets into it and goes, this is kind of cool. You maybe should you should buy one. Yeah, maybe you should buy one. We should ride together. So she can go out and buy a bike, and that's fine. That's how it works. Oy vey. You're making a big mistake here. <laughs> When's her birthday? It's coming up? Yes. See? It should, Perfect. You should, I'm telling you. Open the garage. Happen. Let there be a sportster there for her. You, no. You're golden. You'll have a Harley in no time. Right. You're really looking at this the wrong way. Mira, you know what we're talking about here, right? I definitely do. And how do you guys handle things at your house? Well, we, we actually, my husband and I, we had a joint checking account for many, many years. And like every married couple, we fought over money constantly. Mm-hmm. I think because my husband and I had two different outlooks on money. Hmm. Like he was really penny pincher and I was not. Mm-hmm. And so he would just complain to me constantly that I wasn't watching what I was spending. Right. And and he was probably right. <laughs> well, I'm sure he was. But, so we decided to do separate checking accounts. And yes, he makes much more money than I do. I own my own business, and mm-hmm. but I don't bring in very much in because, you know, we're not profitable. Mm-hmm. But, um, but what we've done, instead of just splitting everything down the middle, is we made a monthly budget of what all of our expenses are and he and what we need for spending. And then, so he takes the majority of the bill. And right. I take what I can afford to take, like the kids, you know, preschool tuition and groceries mm-hmm. and 
leaving us what we want for spending. So and, and then you do, they do have extra money, so you can spend. You don't, do you have no, to yeah. ask him? We both, we both get extra spending money. You know, but, but I take the bills that I can afford to pay and still leave me what I want, and he takes the bills that he can afford to pay and still leaves him what he wants. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we say, I have to pay half the mortgage, and I have to pay half the car insurance. That's stupid. Right. You know? right. Thank you, Mira. Thank you. That's, that's actually a good way to handle it. All right, so how do you handle the money stuff at home, and do you guys ask each other permission? Lori, what do you think about Chad? How should he handle this? Well, I like the idea that somebody else suggested about getting a second job with those earnings going exclusively to whatever you're looking to get. Mm-hmm. But his job should be at, like, Best Buy, so then he gets the employee discount <gasps> on top of it so he can get an even better plasma than he was looking to get Brilliant. because of the employee discount. Brilliant. But why would I want to actually work when I can just whine and complain and eventually get it anyway? Mm. I agree with him. <laughs> Figures you would. Because you're a guy, and, you know, to me it would just be way more, you know, way less trouble just to go out and earn it. No, I can complain all day. Yeah. And hey, Lori, you must how be a, do you're a joy to live with. Lori, how do you get something that you really want? Well, I'm a girl, so there are certain ways we can get what we want. Um, <laughs> see, we can hold out a whole lot longer than you can. Mm-hmm. See, that's not fair. <laughs> see, well, life isn't fair. You, we also only make seventy-four cents on your dollar. So that's right. <laughs> that's true. But You're right. With my ex, we had our, you know, his mine and our money, and we didn't ask who, you know, what what we spent on, but I think part of that comes into trusting. I knew he wasn't spending it at the Emperor's Club. Right. <laughs> if I found out he was spending it at the Emperor's Club, there would have been serious discussion. Your ex was client number 10? <laughs> <laughs> 12 and a half. Oh, 12 and a half. Ooh. He, he, brought, he brought a midget with him. <laughs> but that's interesting. So, but so there was never really any, it was, it was not contentious at your house. No, and he made a whole lot more than I did. So what we would do is, you know, because I didn't want to feel like he was paying for everything and he could have easily, And but it was percentage. You know, mm-hmm. I made 20% of what he made, so he paid 80% of the bills, I paid 20 mm-hmm. And then, like I said, and we also had the agreement that any big purchase, even if it was a personal thing, you'd run it by the other person. But, right. You know, like a motorcycle. Um. You know, that just can't show up in the driveway. <laughs> yeah. And I, this guy came by. He was selling magazine <laughs> subscriptions so he could win a trip to Europe. Mm-hmm. And what you got when you ordered a 5,000-year subscription to National Geographic was a free Harley. <laughs> so yeah, we, get a, we get a nice motorcycle and this lovely young man gets to go on a trip to Europe. There you go. Say you won it. Say you won it at the radio station. There was some contest. Right. That we were doing. But when the money is not in the checking account anymore how do i explain oh, that yeah. thank you Lori. by the way thank you um oh oh she looks at the checking account yeah oh yeah you're screwed yeah there'll be no because i don't do bills there's no more oh bills there's make- your you first don't mistake do bills? oh forget <laughs> yeah. it bills make me break out in hives you know i gotta tell you sean lee can rob me blind i haven't looked at our checking account he takes care of all that stuff so do i you take care of it at your house too my wife has no idea with the with the money Wow. And she works in the financial industry. I know. I was going to say, that's what's so interesting about yeah, that. I have no idea what goes on. Now, Sally, we're suggesting to Anthony that if he really wants a Harley, he should buy his wife a little Sportster first. What do you think of that idea? Well, what I did in my house is my husband 
and has his money, I have my money, whatever we can save for, we can spend whatever we want. We just designate who pays what bills. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what we did in my house. I bought my Harley first. Oh. And he, he couldn't stand it that I had mine or he had to drive mine, that he worked even harder to save more money to get his own Harley. But I can understand where Anthony's wife's coming from because she's looking at the perspective that he's going to get on this motorcycle and take off, and she's going to be stuck with the kids. I'm afraid that she's worried that it's going to be like he's a kid where you buy them a very expensive toy, and five days later they're playing with the box. No. You know, he's going to lose interest in it real quick. I I think she's more worried that she's going to be left home a lot by herself. My Mm. suggestion to him is to go down to Myrtle Beach Bike Week just the two of them, and rent a bike for the weekend. She brought that up. I know. She That's a great that idea. But see, I, okay. What? And, That's she, a... and that, see, the problem is, is probably she doesn't want, he's always at the radio station. She doesn't want to be stuck with the kids while he's out having a good time. That's true. Oh, he's not having fun here. That's for sure. No, I'm never <laughs> having a good time. That'd be but the only I mean, time I'm having a good time. I mean, she, she would probably feel guilty that the kids would be a, with a babysitter and she would be out having a good time, you know, with them together. And I can understand, you know, her point of the, you know, equation, too. Mm-hmm. But um, so I don't if, that, know, if that's the case, if that's, how, if that's how you think she feels, what's their solution then? You might have to wait. Oh, yeah. oh I like to hear that. Wait till the kids are in thanks, high school at least. For Sally. But see, the thing is, is my five-year-old, you're not going to be able to get him off the back of that bike. That's going to be the thing. I'm never going to ride it alone. He's always going to be on the back of that bike. You think that's safe? Driving around with a five-year-old? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Motorcycles, they're safe. What are you talking about? Come right. on. He's, <laughs> he's in, he's, I th- I'd be much more worried about his thousand cholesterol than I would about him riding around <laughs> on a Harley. That's a very good point. <laughs> In the scheme of, grand scheme of things, that's probably a little bit more uh, dangerous. You're more dangerous having a cookie. Just walking around, yeah. Just walking around. That barbecue sandwich could kill me, not the Harley. That's a very good point. You might as well get a Harley. Who knows how long you have? TikTok. Exactly. <laughs> I like the way you think. Yeah. <laughs> now, Dave, has Dave, you have to 40 kids now. Is that how many we decided you have? Well, yeah, I'm up to 40, and now I have an extra. Oh. Um, I think I told Chad this once before. I've taken in my nephew daycare during the day since mm-hmm. I already have 40. Oh, okay, so now you're up to 41. Yeah, what's one more? 40, yeah, what's one more? Especially he's at that age where all he does is eat, poops, and sleep. Right. So, so you Chad. know, there's really not much you need to do with it. So I've nicknamed him Plasma. <laughs> Why? Because he's my Plasma TV fund. Oh. So when I refer to him now, I refer to him as Plasma. Plasma's coming over. I say, come on, Plasma, it's time to eat. Come on, Plasma, it's time to eat. Say for <laughs> You know, um, lovely, lovely parenting there. (laughs) But um, my sister-in-law and brother-in-law, the one I referred to last night about using the bathroom in front of everybody. Right. They're big into. They're precious. Your money money and my money is a big thing. And we went on vacation with them one year. And my sister-in-law is very tight with a dollar. Oh, no. She'll figure splitting a bill down to like the penny. Oh, I have a friend like that. I can't. I'm like, Paige, I can't watch your nickel and dime. I'll just pay for it. And so um, she'll just go to her husband and say, pay for it. Pay for it. Mm. Pay for that. Well, finally, we're standing there in a candy store somewhere in the middle of Chicago, and she's like, pay for it. And he's like, I can't. What did you do with all your money? Oh, no. Mm. 
and just had a fit with him right in front of everybody because he spent all his money on her. Oh, and I love that it's his money. Right. That Yeah, that exactly. his money, her money thing is, I think that's a little strange when it comes to marriage. Yeah, so, you know, that's, you know, my wife and I have a rule. If it's over $50, we just let each other know. Okay. Thanks, mm-hmm. Dave. That, that way we know. Now, Anthony, Good. how about his and her bikes at the same time? I just want one. <laughs> yeah, but his and hers, because then it's not only for you, it's for the both of you. And oh. you know how much the women will eat that up. That's right. true. But then you have to buy them used because they're too expensive if you buy them new. It's it's our thing to do together, honey. Oh. Just imagine how romantic it would be, you know, if we could take a weekend without the kids on a bike ride. And you've got two but, kids, so one kid on the back of each, take them to her mom's house. Mm-hmm. Just the two of us and... We could camp under the stars and, you know, just ride the open range and how romantic that would be. Yeah, then we have to stop every five seconds so she can use the bathroom. <laughs> and comb her hair because it got messed up. <laughs> <laughs> can I talk to Nikki real quick? Sure. Okay. Nikki, real quick because we got to go. Tell, I got to hear your story. We actually do what the experts suggest, except we take it about 10 steps further. Um, we have a household account that we spend all the bills out of, and, and that money has to go in there first every month, and mm-hmm. then a certain amount has to go into savings every month. Mm-hmm. And then we each have a checking account. That's our mad money, and that's our, you know, crazy money. Mm-hmm. And we get proportional to our income. So, of course, because he makes more than I do, he gets a little bit more than I do, but he also has more expensive hobbies. Right. Um, and so anything we buy for ourselves comes out of our money. So if we wanted to buy, say, a motorcycle... It has to, we have to save up for it and get it out of our money. Oh, that's actually a really good idea. And he actually does um, what are called track days where he takes his motorcycle to a racetrack and races it. Mm. Oh, wow. In like a non-competitive, if there is such a thing, um, type arena. And those cost anywhere between, with tires and bike maintenance, about $500 per track day. Right. Oh. And if he wants to go do that, he has to spend that money out of his account. Right, which he's got to save up for because exactly. it's, it's a different amount every month depending on your bills and how much he's made and that kind of thing, right? Exactly. Plus, we mm. also have an Excel spreadsheet um, where we chart. We have categories like gas and groceries and electric and gas and all that, and we chart how much we spend on each, each month. I think that's that really smart. If there's a problem where the problem is and we account for every penny that we spend that's why it's smart and then you know and then every year tax season you don't have to worry about the irs because mm-hmm. everything is tracked there and and you have to worry about you know going through bags trying to find receipts that's very smart you should do that anthony an excel excel spreadsheet i think i'm gonna start watching kids at night or something like hey chad that's what we should do we should turn your house into a, a daycare no. you're home all day. Dog you care. Watch. Yeah, doggy daycare would be Doggy much daycare preferable. at Chad's house. Yeah. <gasps> right. Chad, there you go. Have people drop off their dogs at your house. They can run in your backyard. You could take care of them during the day. Chad's doggy daycare. Brilliant. Love it. And you can call every dog plasma. Or I could just, I could just <laughs> whine and complain until I actually get the TV. That's manly. Without having to do any work. There you go. I like that better. <laughs> the, man, the manly approach. <laughs>